This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-MBA alumni. This is the last episode of 2018. Thank you to each and every one of you who have listened to an episode or two, and a special thanks to those of you who have listened to every single episode. I know you're out there. Thank you. Without further ado, here's Dean Caravellis from Alt-MBA 6. Thanks, Dean, for taking the time today to chat with me. So what's your story? Who were you before Alt-MBA? Wow, you know, that's, it's, it's a complex uh, question, but I'll try to give you a somewhat uh, simple answer. Um, I've been reading Seth Godin's work for a while. Uh, I tried to actually calculate how many years, um, just doing like basic email searches and finding his name. I think it was probably around 2000. I'm sure I've read his work before then, but I think it was 2009 where I was, you know, shared one of his articles or quoted it and knew his name. Um, but really, um, I think it was two years before I took Alt-MBA, I went to a workshop of Seth's. And I remember I got this email and um, I shared with my wife. I said, oh, I've got plans that weekend. I don't know if I can make it. And then she said, she said shut up, you're going. So I ended up going to this workshop called Ruckus Makers in New York and spent two and a half days with Seth and 80 other people. And uh, some of the people that were there took Alt-MBA very early on. Uh, Kelly Wood was actually at that workshop um, as well, who everyone who's ever taken Alt-MBA is familiar with. So that at that point, after that workshop, and as soon as a couple of the people that attended there mentioned they're taking it, there was like really no doubt that I was going to take the Alt-MBA. Um, the, the situation I was in uh, at the current time was um, I built a company and I was kind of in this like middle stage where I was kind of drowning too many hats. What's the next step? So taking that workshop helped me create some clarity. And then uh, really, I had decided I wanted to take Alt-MBA to be able to um, kind of reset my thinking on projects, uh, reset my thinking on the world. Um, so a little bit more about my background to give you context, uh, is I'm a former CMO who eventually just took a year off. I kind of did the thing a lot of people talk about. I said, you know, I just need to take a year off. Um, and then I almost got sucked back into getting a job and I said, wait a second, hold on. I have a lot of, uh, relatives in Greece. I can just take a year off and go stay in Greece and use that as my sort of, uh, home base to go around Europe. And uh, as soon as I got this idea in my head, I was like, I have to do this. So I did it. I moved to Greece. Uh, I actually tried to stay there for a couple of years. I did all kinds of stuff, doing job interviews. Uh, one of my goals by going there is to learn better Greek because I'm fluent, but I wanted to sound more like a natural speaker, like an intellectual. But anyway, it didn't work out. I'll come, Long story short, the army tried to draft me because both my parents are Greek. And I said, I don't really, I'm not really interested in going to the military. So I came back to the States with, with no job, nothing to hold me back, nothing and hardly any money, $6,000 left after, uh, I'm talking about for everything, my savings and everything. And I took a blank sheet of paper 
And I picked an industry and I came up with a name and I started from square one uh, in 2008. And then I just trudged through the recession. Um, Probably shouldn't have made it through the other side, but ended up slowly, slowly, very organically um, building a company. And, um, you know, at this point right now, year 10, you know, Alt MBA and also all my interactions with uh, Seth and his workshops has have been key steps that have um, really helped me get out of, uh, get out of my own way, honestly. Um, so, and I have a seven, uh, team of seven here and um, I'm continuing to try to think daily about my lessons and um, I've learned along the way um, because I find that it, you know, really um, we can, we can get off track very quickly and I think there's lots of reminders we have to have for ourselves. So that's that. That's how. That's who I was before Alton Bay. I guess that brings us sort of up to date. Hopefully, yeah. And I love what you said about you at the time you'd been running your business and you felt like you were wearing too many hats. And Alt MBA helped you get out of your own way. When you look at who you were before alt mba and who you became after what are the biggest differences that you notice um you know this should you know your question actually makes me think back to this distinction that seth makes and it's between a freelancer and an entrepreneur and when he distills it down he says you know freelancer is the person that does the work and they build out a team to be able to kind of accentuate what they do and make what they do easier. And the way he kind of put what an entrepreneur is, is entrepreneur thinks of stuff and then has people do it. And um, really before ultimately, I was kind of stuck in the middle, you know, never a good place to be. And uh, I was doing a lot of the work and my team was more accentuating what I'm doing. As, and I was slowly teaching them what I do but I was kind of stuck in that mentality of um, really just kind of not allowing people to make mistakes, uh, always trying to be there and always trying to get my hands and everything. And so I really, um, you know, I really wanted to shift my mentality. And so um, today I touch uh, less than 15% of my company's sales in any way. Um, I only, and the the and the and the sales I do touch are usually related to projects that require or my assistance is requested by the customer, uh, or it is related to products that I'm sort of internally beta testing for the future. Um, but really, it's it's getting that out of that freelancer mentality and understanding. Well, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you you can't do it alone, and you there's a lot of stuff you shouldn't be doing. You should be more the visionary. Um, you know maybe handling big relationships. Again, it, it varies for, for, for most people for me, but for me, it was just make me, you know, trying to cross over and, um, and get there. And, you know, there's no, there's no playbook, but honestly it's addition by subtraction, you know, saying, okay, here are things I'm not doing anymore. Um, or, or in some cases I need to hire another person for this or that. Um, but being a bootstrapper, bootstrapper that started, with, um, you know, I was in debt probably six months after I started my business. Um, so everything has had to be lean. 
uh, everything has had to be, um, you know, very organic, you know, even, even being able to, um, grow, grow the business step-by-step. But yeah, I would say, but that, that difference getting out of that mentality of freelancer, um, kind of an old school mentality too, you know, like, um, a lot of people that are generations older from me, you know, the owner has to approve everything, you know, owner has to do this. And really it's empowering your team and being able to let them make the mistakes because honestly you make mistakes too. Um, and getting out of their way really. You've written about some of this on your blog. I, I, I distinctly remember, um, one post you wrote about you can't, how you can't do it alone. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the blog and, and why you started it? You know, the blog, if you really look at it, at its core is, uh, was really an alt MBA week one goal. <laughs> you know, it really was a goal of, you know, ha- creating a home base for my personal brand. Um, but in vintage Dean fashion, I didn't want to make it about me cause that was really awkward. So I said, Oh, I'm going to interview people. Um, a lot of people that I've wanted to interview or haven't met before. And um, another part of it that stemmed from Alt MBA is the ability to go to, to be able to understand that if you can make it through that program, you know, which is an extra full-time job on top of your full-time job, you can sure as heck do more than run a business. Now, um, most people would say, well, you know, that's a more than a full-time job. But I said, you know what? I'm going to use the business and the inertia of the business to create efficiencies. And I'm going to treat the blog as an extension of the business, even though it's not seemingly related. So the reason I say that is because I was able to, by um, having owning a company, I could use the resources. So I have a graphic designer where if I need some help with anything, that can get taken care of. I hired someone to do my editing so that when I record an interview, it's transcribed. And really the blog is two things. One is my writing uh, where I just write thoughts. And um, the second part is interviews. And um, I did a little on, uh, I did it in a traditional way to be untraditional. And what I mean by that is a lot of people want to do the interviews over the phone. Um, And so I intentionally created this, um, kind of stipulation that they have to be in person. And that makes it really hard for me, but it allows for me to bring in a photographer. It allows for me to meet the person, you know, and, uh, and I've been able to meet people I've wanted to meet, uh, to, uh, really wanted to meet for years. Um, and, uh, I've always wanted to interview Seth. So I was able to interview him actually on the same day. It was a crazy day. I was able to interview Tim urban. Who's the author of wait, but why always wanted to meet him. And, um, since I have a five month old now at home, it's a little harder for me to travel. So what I've done is just kind of pivoted the blog temporarily to be more, you know, central Florida or Orlando centric because we have so many amazing people here as well. Um, but the interview is just a sit down 30, 40 minutes. I bring in a photographer to make it seem more important than it is than just meeting Dean. Um, I, I have fun with it. Uh, I used to post an interview every two weeks, but I realized that might not be sustainable. <laughs> so now I, I've loosened that up and said, you know, maybe I can post one every three or four weeks. Um, I make the rules, right? Can't I bend them a little bit to adjust for, you know, being able to ship on time. 
So, so yeah, that's, um, uh, the, the blog is called outrageously remarkable. Um, you can actually go to outrageously remarkable.com and you'll, and you'll see it because I bought that URL, but it's actually the URL is my name, deancaravellis.com. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I've got a formula for it. I've got a production schedule. I treat it like it's a part of the business. Um, it only takes a few hours of my week to do it right now through by using the efficiencies I've created. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, I'll do it as long as it's fun. I have a feeling it's gonna be fun for a long time. Um, if it becomes work, I'll probably change it or do something different. Um, but my long-term goal, I, I've shared kind of the, the origin, but I can tell you my long-term goal of why it was even created, actually. The, the, uh, there's a difference, I think, between like a written goal and here's what I want to do and this. And then like the spark where I was like, okay, I'm definitely doing this is somebody asked me, I said, if you're going to keep delegating roles at Blazoo, my company, and Eventually, you'll kind of just be the visionary and the company uh, will be able to grow itself. He said, what are you going to do with your time? And I thought, I said, wow, that's interesting. I, I haven't thought about that. I said, you know, I just said, I just want to have lunch with interesting people. I want that to be my job. Lunch with interesting people, maybe breakfast with interesting people. And, and then I thought, I said, well, if I'm going to be doing that, I should document it. And if I'm going to wait till I'm retired to do that, well, that's lame. Well, why don't I just start small? and kind of do it now. So then when I am retired, I'll have this thing that has many, many, many years of content. And then I can kind of go full into my, you know, breakfast and lunch with interesting people, and I'll have a platform for it. And that's when I said, you know, I should probably start now. Now is always the best time. So, so kind of that's how it got started. That's what it is. Well, is it, ex- it is exceptionally well done and definitely worth checking out. Uh, I love that you, we're able to identify what you want in the long term and and work out how or worked out a, a way for you to 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 begin today. Thank thank you. I appreciate that coming. And I can, I can mention one more thing too about the blog. I think which would be useful. Breaking it up into small steps, and what I mean by that is even a year before I started the blog, I decided okay, um, I have to do this, but. I'm not ready today. I want to build up some ideas for content. So what I did was I challenged myself to post either a sentence or a paragraph or two paragraphs on LinkedIn two to three times a week for a year. And so what I did was it forced me to start thinking of topics to write about, which would then turn into questions to ask and then would turn into evolve into other thoughts. So virtually for a year, I ended up, I think, being about nine or 10 months. I start open up. I had an Evernote folder, and anytime I post something, I would copy it in there with the date. And so, before I started my blog, I created this really large, uh, just database of just thoughts that I could build off of. And so, you know, I, I think, I think the challenge is sometimes we decide to do something, and then we're like, we're doing it. Um, but it doesn't mean, you know, starting doesn't mean always starting, you know, starting could be the prep work, you know, the ideation, you know, sometimes you got to sit on an idea for a month. I, you know, I, I've come up with different uh, concepts for the blog, but I, you know, I'd come up with it, I'd let it marinate my brain, talk about it with people. Then a month later, I'd say, oh gosh, if I tweak this, because really when I launched it, I didn't want it to be perfect, but I didn't want to have to change anything about it. So I took a lot of time on building the website. How do I want it to look? 
I worked with an agency to do that. I wanted to be professional. Um, and then, and then I can focus on just kind of keeping the train going, but I wanted to get it on the tracks. I had to build the track. So I just wanted to make that one point about the preparation of starting something and that can be very overwhelming, but if we can build it into the smallest possible steps that encourages, you know, maybe even a smaller version of shipping over and over and over, it can help you build up uh, to the actual launch of it. Yeah. It reminds me of that principle of Kaizen, like just incrementally better, like 1% better every time that that's a more sustainable way to reach a really big goal than to, uh, I guess, aim so high, make it so big that it's, it's scary and you, you get stuck and, and you never achieve this, this really big goal. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's why I often say something similar to that. I'm like, goal this week is to be 1% smarter. That's it. Are there any other things that you're working on? Uh, well, you know, I, I think I mentioned I have a five month old, so that's pretty much, uh, she is, uh, my weekends and my, uh, before work and after work. It's allowed me to really focus on the, uh, you know, traditional work hours in which we've for me, I guess, would be, you know, let's call it 7.30 a.m. to about 5.45 for me. Um, and um, so I'll, I'll, I'll give Stella, my daughter, she's got a big chunk of that right there. Uh, you know, to dive a little deeper about projects, you know, I, it's my biggest um, challenge has been is I'm, I'm a starter, I think. And what I mean by that is, is I'm somebody who's, got a bunch of ideas, loves starting with a blank sheet of paper. So I'm able to do that in my company over and over. So I've wanted to launch something else, some other business line. And I have an e-commerce um, business that is related to my business. I've wanted to launch. Um, but for me, it's been a real challenge because my business is growing between 25 to 40% every year. And so it's like, do you want to take attention away from your baby? You know, now I'm using another baby analogy here and go over here just for the sake of being fun, maybe a little bit risky when you have all this upside here and you have so much great engagement and wonderful customers. So I've kind of shelved that um, in a painfully, I've painfully shelved it. Uh, and what I'm doing, my current project is I'm working on products um, for my current company that can be sold uh, kind of as turnkey campaigns uh, for customers. And to give you an example, one of them is building a wow experience through products and story for employees, their first day of work. Okay, imagine you arrive your first day of work and um, that's a really important, you know, that's a milestone. Now, there's many milestones in employment, but the first day of work is important. And you know, your employees are actually one of the top ways to find other employees, you know? So the more you can get them engaged and taking, maybe taking pictures of things their first day work, showing how much they love where they work, um, can only benefit the company in big ways. So that's one of the projects that I'm, that I'm working on right now is, um, you know, really uh, coming up with these different um, wow experiences that we've been actually selling to customers, but creating more turnkey packages where I can offer them to other companies who, who are interested in something like this. Um, I would say those are, those are my, I would say that, that kind of takes up the, the whole, uh, 
I'm trying to figure out where exercise is going to yeah. fit into the, all this long term. But that um, those are the main things that are occupying my time. Uh, a book on the on the on the horizon back somewhere, but um, maybe next year. <laughs> One of the goals of this show is to help Alt-MBA alumni connect with one another. So to close, I have one question that I ask all the people that I talk to. How would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. Well, this is going to be a run-on sentence, Covington. It might be a long run. Um, you know, reach, out, reach out to me if you're having issues just starting, um, you know, like a blog, um, um, read, you know, additionally, if you, uh, want to start a business, um, and you want to talk to someone that's made, uh, a lot of mistakes, um, had no money, no men, really no mentorship and ended up reading books way after he had to figure out, that it's actually a thing that certain thing that he had to figure out over two, three years is actually in a book. Um, reach out to me. I'm a, I'm a bootstrapper. I love bootstrapping. I love talking about entrepreneurship. I love talking about starting. Um, and I guess if you work for a company that probably large company that would love to have wow experiences for your employees on the first day, reach out to me for that too. Um, so I'd say those are three, those are, you know, three areas. And, um, I, I'm, and I'm totally available for any of those at any time. Awesome. Well, thanks Dean for being a part of this community and for the work that you make. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I think that the community, um, is a special one because everyone's so generous and so authentic. I can't, I, I don't remember ever having a mundane conversation with an alt MBA person, whether it's somebody who's in town, um, who meet up, you know, for dinner or something like that, um, or even in person, um, everybody is so, uh, is so curious and, and so um, thoughtful that it just encourages you to, to want to help them in a, in a, in a way that, um, you know, that you're contributing. So I appreciate you reaching out to me and, um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Dean.